Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so inside the studio, we have Cody Wilson. What's up, Cody? Good afternoon. All right, we're going to talk. What, what are we going to talk about today, Cody? You got something new for us. Uh, that's true. I, we have an announcement, like a Ghost Gunner 3S, a new machine, a new way to do uh, home builds and stuff. But I'm, I'm really just keen to talk about the lawsuits I'm in. Yeah, Ghost, <laughs> Ghost Gunner 3S. The S stands for steel. It stands for steel? Right? Yeah, stands for speed, steel, special. Special. <laughs> Why? What does it do that's special? <laughs> this is, you could say, the first time in five, in five years that we've really got a machine now dialed in um, with the spindle firmware and the, and the efficiency. That doesn't even need uh, coolant, so that you can cut steel. Steel air cooled, right? Home. Totally air cooled. You know, and you did an X bracing on this one, right? That's right. This one's uh, four times more stable than the than the last generation of machine. It's seventeen times more powerful through the spindle, the spindle power. And so, I our, our debut package, we show people cutting uh, RMR cuts on the back of Glock slides. <gasps> You know, just at home all day long. You know, so you can do RMR, RMS. I can yeah, see, I saw those, you know. and they look flawless. <gasps> With the posts and everything. We're not no just way. cradle cutting. You know, we're threading um, we're threading those post holes. And you know it's a big deal because Zev on Friday reached out to try to sue me. Because <laughs> they say they have the patent, apparently. Really? I'm um, putting RMR cuts on the slides. Yeah, who, who knew? Uh, so you know you're doing something good when uh, when the industry well, we'll find out. is ticked off. I'm going to get mine and start doing some cutting before, <laughs> before that's, <laughs> that ink is dry. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Brazil. The civil unrest is going on there. There's some new stuff coming out of Uvalde. Uh, there's some crazy stuff happening in Austin, Texas. Also, we're going to go to Ohio, and then we're going to travel to Kentucky, talk about the judge that signed the Brianna Taylor's warrant. We're going to talk about that. And then go down to Florida, talk about the Parkland shooter's brother. What's going on with that family? Uh, but, man, let me tell you, before we get into that, let's talk about the – let's go to California. Let's talk about the Pelosi family in California. So I'm telling you, something is something is definitely weird about this Speaker of the House husband case. Mm -hmm. Something very strange, because the the way the 911 call goes out, and first of all, nothing's been released. You know why? Why don't we see you know security camera footage? You know, of some type of break in or something going on that, you know, you would think that would have been the first thing they released. Oh, the 911 call this late in the game, you know, some stuff like that should have been released. And now 
it's just it's just the more information that comes out it seems very strange to me i wonder if this is like uh he knew this guy this was his friend his boyfriend something kind of strange going on there i'm just gonna put it out there well uh so from what i've heard they have released the dispatch call after the 911 call was made, mm-hmm. but they have not released the 911 call. Which is strange. But the family apparently is being able to listen to the 911 call. They want to filter this out. The Pelosi family or the... Yeah, the, the Pelosi the family. Yeah, they want they want to say, let, let us listen to this first before we release this to the public. Hmm. You saw that Epic Times tried to get the mugshot, Paul... Pepe's mugshot. No. And SFPD won't even release his mugshot. I mean, mm. Yes. It's just. You got some hickeys on his neck, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a conspiracy theorist, you know, anything like that. I'm just saying this is just all really strange because, you know, things like that, they, you know, the president's going around, he's beating the, the Tom Toms and he's talking about the election. He's using the Pelosi incident, you know, this, this whole little escapade here as a reason why people should go to the polls and go vote because people on the, le- on the right side are trying to just steal this election. Is he a, a country farmer now? He's some. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw this on Zero Hedge. They were saying, look, man, this uh, this obviously gay progressive prostitute was, was the closest they could get to a MAGA Republican to get people out to vote. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's kind of what this guy is, too, or something, I'm telling you. I, look, your point is, you know, okay, we don't know, but if there was a free press in this country, some of these questions would be asked instead of all of them obviously just scared to ask these obvious questions on Twitter or get beat up ahead of the midterms. You know, we have nothing like a free press in this country, and, and these are one of these classic examples to, to show that. It's it's funny because uh, someone pulled their story back. Like uh, it was ABC, CB- NBC, NBC. Yeah, uh, they yeah they pulled their story back. It's like whoa, what's going on there? Hey, they didn't it didn't meet our standards? So they, your standards? Did you see was video? something wrong about it? Yeah, it, that that included that reporting, really critical early reporting that uh, he didn't get Paul Pelosi didn't get hit in the hammer until thirty minutes after the police got there. Right. So the, so the so the police walked into the. Walked in. He opened the door for well. Paul Pelosi opened the door for the police. Uh, he then started walking to where the guy was inside the house. The police walked in behind him. Right. And okay. Right. And then something happened. Well, can we see what the something was? <laughs> can I see a body cam footage or something? You know, give homie some. You know, give me a little breadcrumb or something. Something just not. Something doesn't smell right to me. I know. You know, I heard that. Uh, that they've done a backroom deal. Um. John Corn and other people to replace Pelosi as the Democrat leader after the uh, after the midterms here. Have you seen that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're going to keep control of the House. Uh, they're going to lose some seats there. They'll they'll you know lose. Uh, they won't have that big huge lead like they they've had you know this past two years. They're definitely going to. I think the Republicans Republicans going to keep the Senate. I think you got it backwards. You think so? I think you got it backwards. You think they're going to lose the House and the and the well, Democrats get on. the Senate? Do the Republicans even have the House now? I thought the Democrats had the House right now. Democrats have the House. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I think they're projected to lose the, the you House. You think the by Democrats most. are going to lose the House? I mean, why? If you look at five thirty-eight, and uh, that's not the only place to go. And then mm-hmm. real clear politics. A lot of a lot of polls suggest, yeah, it's uh, not only will the Republicans take the House, but there's a f- over fifty percent chance they'll take the Senate too. And, yeah, five thirty-eight says fifty-four percent chance Republicans win. And see, there's nothing surprising about that though. That's the Senate, so that could be a sweep, you know. And I'm not saying it will be a sweep, or that it should be. But dude, I, I think. We're not looking at the Democrats holding on anywhere, <laughs> if you're lucky. And I'm, I'm not surprised by that because typically whoever holds the, the White House typically loses the, the yeah. you know, the U.S. Congress 
anyway, that next midterm election. So there's nothing surprising about that. Right. There's Dem- there's Democrat strategists on uh, MSNBC and in the press right now saying, no, no, actually, this is good. Like, we'll, we're not even going to be beat that bad, you know, which is like surprising because we're supposed to get beat real bad, you know, in a, in a year like this. So they're already kind of compensating. Trying to dial it back a little along bit. these lines, yeah. trying to make, trying to you know put some little butter I, on. Dude, it. it could be pretty ugly because you know my buddy uh, Blake is doing. Apparently, he's in the lead in Arizona. Like all these Senate races that weren't that weren't even supposed to be competitive this year. I mean, he was outraised ten to one. Like a lot of Republicans are looking like they're going to win just in the last week. What about Georgia, Herschel Walker? What do you think? Well, there was that hot mic moment with Chuck Schumer when he met Biden here recently. I think it was last week, and, and he, he said, said uh, "I can't believe it, but we're still losing in Georgia. They're gonna they're gonna pick Herschel Walker." For you know this obvious screw up <laughs> over their guy, uh, Warnock, I think. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, look, I'm not saying it's in the bag, but like clearly the Dems are worried about. It. Man, and enjoy. And, and, well, the good thing that that Herschel has is he is Georgia. He's from like that part of Georgia where he speaks their language. I mean, you'd have to tell me, man, if you think Walker's a compelling candidate. I I, I haven't watched any of the media. Yeah. I haven't given him any money. Oh, psh, I think he's terrible, but he speaks their language. <laughs> and people are like, hey, they don't, I think people don't like the way he's being beat up in the press. Yeah. I think that kind of plays with it a little bit, too. Like they they kind of feel stuff. sorry for him. They overplayed their hand, yeah. right? They bring out they all his mistresses, you know, like they bring out three or four in a row. It's, it's like, you know, it's a little ridiculous. Mm. All right. We come back from the break. Going to talk about defense distributing. Going to talk about this Ghost Gunner. What is it? Ghost Gunner 3? S. Ghost Gunner 3 S. S. S stands for, is it Superman? It's for steel. Steel. Yeah, that's Superman. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. (laughs) And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talking. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and we're with Cody Wilson. He's with Defense Distributed. We're talking about the Ghost Gunner 3S, which stands for Steel. Superman. Soviet. What is it? Soviet. There's a lot of speed. Speed. (laughs) Stability. But before we talk about the Ghost Gunner 3, Cody, man, there's some lawsuits out there. We kind of crossed paths at the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans. Yo, we did. We did. That's right. You didn't get an opinion yet, did you? Not yet. We're not going to get an opinion. Uh, It'll be after the election. You know how that goes. You tell me if you got an opinion. But I heard your panel did great, right? It was a great panel. panel. Great panel. It was a whole on banc argument, right? That's right. Oh, boy. You just had a chorus then, dude. Oh, it was was beautiful. Uh, There was a judge, you know, uh, one of the judges sat there and said, uh, Judges came back and asked us a um, crazy question, and the judge said, hey, you know what? Government attorney, hey, so you mean to tell me for the last, you know, I don't know, the last 20 years, 10 years, and four presidents, you actually, the ATF actually had it wrong. They were wrong. And so bump stocks now, we, we're supposed to believe that they're, they, we should ban them now. But you guys were wrong before now. Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy. And the DOJ attorney says, what, just stammers? He just doesn't know what to say? Yeah, he didn't have a whole bunch. That's not, you, know, you know, I heard some of your stuff live, I think, when they put it out. And uh, I, was, uh, yeah, I was rooting for you, man. But I, but I heard you doing, you know, I, I could tell you were, you were having a good time. So I was like, you know what, Mike's got it. And then mine was, I guess, that next day. Yeah. Um, I didn't get everything I wanted. <laughs> In fact, I'm going back. 
Uh, oh, so what was yours? Was yours like the three-judge panel? Three-judge panel. Okay, so what was the case about? Motion for injunction. This one is me versus New Jersey and the Attorney General of New, New Jersey. New Jersey. So New Jersey suing you, you suing New Jersey. I've been suing New Jersey down here since 2018. All right, so we're suing New Jersey. They passed a state law in 2018 saying if I shared a file for a gun in Texas okay. and someone from New Jersey could download it, okay. it's a felony that I allowed someone in New Jersey to download it, mm. and I have to go to New Jersey State Prison. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? So they're trying, these different states, realizing that the federal system can't control the files on the internet, each state now is trying to come up with the, its own crazy, super liberal law. And so that New Jersey one, that's, that's the worst one in the country. Well, that's a tangle web we weave. And I've been fighting them tooth and nail for, I don't know, four years on it or whatever. I've gone to the- And that could be anything. Anything that New Jersey just deems it, you know, they don't want it to end their state. And just because you have access to the internet- yeah. Yeah, that's dangerous. Their pleadings are crazy. They're like, that's well, dangerous. this would just be like if someone was standing on the corner in New Jersey handing out the files. And I was like, that's not illegal either. <laughs> I, rem- I remember, you know, that uh, my goodness, like New York, you know, they come up with these. You can't sell large drinks. You know, they come up with some really strange yeah. things. Yeah. And so they come up with something strange that we don't know about in our state. Yeah. And they happen to get access to this item because they get it online. Yep. And you can go to jail in that state. Yeah, and you know That's how crazy. it is. You know you can't control. You can't have a perfect control on it. So can't I control to, the internet. I had to bring the Fifth Circuit three times so far on this where I could slowly get them to admit things like, well, fine, if you filter for IPs, fine, you know, maybe that's fine. You know, they were really threatening me. The attorney general himself got up on the podium and said, I got to stop this company, Defense Distributed in Austin, Texas. That was gold. That actually kept, that helped me keep jurisdiction against the, the attorney general down This here. was in the three-judge panel? Oh, man, this is like uh, argument three of the same case, okay? The law of the case is really old. This panel that I just went to this last time was about, hey, can we finally get an injunction against New Jersey here? Okay. Can we finally stop this madness? Right. And they said, well, you know what? We'll give them one chance to send the case back here to Texas because it's been get, it's been sent over there sometimes. It's over here sometimes. It's a long story. We'll give them one chance, I said, to send it back. They didn't send it back, so now I'm going Tuesday back to New Orleans, back to the Fifth Circuit, en banc courtroom, three-judge panel. Oh. Going back and we're saying, wait, wait, it's it's is it on bunk or is it three judge on bunk courtroom, three judge panel? Oh, well, I'm just saying, mean? if anybody okay. wants to come on Tuesday, 9 a.m., on bunk courtroom, New Orleans, Louisiana, three judge panel, defense distributed. V. Practice. Now, which three judges did you draw? That's important. <laughs> I did okay, you know, not a killer panel because we didn't do well when it came to the three no, judge panel. No Democrats on my panel. Thanks yeah. for taking the hit there. Uh, I got one good federal society judge and a couple of squishy Bush appointees, you know. That's how that goes. But how many were Republican appointed? How many Democrat appointed? All, all three Republican appointed. It's just oh, you know a Bush forty one appointment that doesn't get you far. Yeah. For example, I went out to California two weeks ago. What are the names? I don't want to. I don't want to dox them. Go look them up on the schedule. Yeah. I got. I got uh, Jerry Smith. He's a good one. He's a Federal okay. Society judge. He's yeah. real good. But um, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to see if it's anyone I know. Ah, uh, do you know? Um, nah, you don't know these guys. But look up on this note about Bush judges being no good. Mm-hmm. I went out to California, optimistic the other day, because California banned my machine, the Ghost Gunner. Mm-hmm. Right? They tried to ban it in California with the state law. So I go to a federal judge in California. Just I don't know, two weeks ago, judge says, uh, "Bush forty one, no, Bush forty three appointee, two thousand seven." Judge Wu, he says, uh, "Bruin decision was wrong. It was wrongly decided. I disagree with it." What does uh what does Second Amendment have to do with keeping guns in the home? You know, just just radical anti Second Amendment stuff. Total the, contempt for the, the decision. Supreme Court that specketh. And he sends <laughs> he sends me back home. He spanks my lawyers and sends me back home. Wow. So that's how much a judge uh, a Bush appointee gets you. you know? He's going to be overturned. What's that? I mean, he'll the law. Be, he'll be overturned. No, I can't. I, I, who's going to overturn him? I'm not going to. I got to get the crap out of there, man. I don't want to. Gotcha. All these judges we're seeing now are deciding to fight against Bruin. 
Right. And they're deciding these insane in- interpretations where now th- my judge Wu says, well, actually what Bruin means is only if it's in the text of the second amendment, keeping and bearing arms, only if it's in the text of the amendment, is it protected by the second amendment? Mm. So under his analysis, magazines aren't protected. Oh. Any, t- any type of regulation that controls accessories like your bump stock stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that an arm? Is that keeping and bearing the arm? Well, the Judge Wu says Bruin doesn't apply. We don't even have to look at history. So you got magazines, you got triggers, you got braces. And not just artifacts. My question was, hey, isn't there a right to sell guns in California? You know, isn't there a right to acquire guns? And he's like, well, that's not in the plain text of the Second Amendment. Mm. And so I read Bruin to say it doesn't matter, and I don't have to look at the history. Because they all know, if you look at the history, there's only a history of acquiring and making guns in this country. So they know they're dead, and they have to invent this this threshold question in Bruin. Well, actually, what Judge Thomas did was make the Second Amendment more restrictive. Actually, Bruin is a gun control argument. You know, that's what I got out in California two weeks ago. <laughs> All right, so go, going back to your your case that re, you're going to this time yeah. in New Orleans, what, you know, specifically one more time, what is that about? Sorry, that's about New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. I'm New asking Jersey. for an injunction against New Jersey. I'm asking for a judgment, too, to hold that their law is unconstitutional in the First and Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And I, I've... I don't get the benefit of Bruin because I briefed it, you know, four years ago or whatever. But still, right. I'm asking for an injunction and I'm asking for some recognition that the First Amendment and the Second Amendment protect the files related to 3D guns. Okay. And so how do you think it's going to come out? Uh, if the law is applied by neutral judges. You can usually tell by the, the questions that they're asking. I, I who bet they're you questioning. We'll know within the first two minutes. Right. If I'm getting a judge yelling at us, right. you know what I'm saying? Correct. Then we'll know. But, uh, but I, I think it's good. And the law of the case is really good. So there's been so many decisions on this case already. Judge Ho's touched it, Judge Elrod, Judge Jones. They've all written these big opinions. There's not too much that the Fifth Circuit can even do because the overall question is about, like, hey, shouldn't New Jersey respect Texas law? Mm. Isn't that the question? Mm. So shouldn't the Fifth Circuit rep its own team? Right. So I don't, I don't see that I could lose, like, really hard. I'd say we're involved in so many lawsuits. It's actually pretty crazy. So you got the yeah. bump stock lawsuit that we have. Uh, we also have the one um, we're suing. I'm in with uh, the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Nice. Where we're suing the state of New York because the state of New York says that if we sell a gun here in Texas and somehow that gun winds up in New York and then it ends up used in a crime, yeah. that they can come back and sue me and See, also sue the manufacturer. That's wild. Right. You know. So we got that going on. We have, I mean, there's so much. We're suing the federal government for the delayed denials. Yeah. Like if you walk into the gun store, you fill out a 4473. Uh, if you're delayed or denied, you report it to the FBI and every law enforcement agency in the country because they put you in the NCIS system. So uh, we're suing them for that. Um, there's some other things we're getting ready to file right now I can't talk about, but it's just, it's just crazy. You know? <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's something we got to take on as an attitude. You've always been good about that. But a lot of gun people think, well, it's not my fight. And gu- gun companies, I mean. Mm. And it's like at this point, if you don't brother, say, oof. You got to be filing at least one lawsuit every couple of years, or you're you gotta, not you're not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, you, you got to get you got to do it through the courts because just like you know we sued the city of Austin. You know if we hadn't done that, the legislature wouldn't have responded to that mm-hmm. because we sued the city of Austin and legislature was like, hey, whoa, we need to do something about this and change the law, you know, in the state so it makes it even easier. If they're not feeling that pressure from you, and I mean out of state entities, that you're in trouble. And let's let's make this more real. The reason I had to jump in California is because they also passed SB 1327, if you remember this. Mm-hmm. They created, kind of like we did here in Texas, a bounty system mm. where they were going to pay people in California to sue companies like mine for just being in business, like you're saying. Mm. So n- like your NSSF case, if I sue a ghost or if I sell a ghost gun kit, okay, and that makes its way to California or whatever, someone in California is able to sue me now because mm-hmm. that's illegal in California to build a gun and to have a gun kit. Okay, like they can just go and do that. So you got to go take the fight to them. 
You, you can't even be thinking Texas is some kind of fortress. First of all, they're all moving here. But second of all, <laughs> they've given themselves state laws to sue you from their from their backyard. Correct. You yeah. know? And and this is just, uh, what, what did they else, what else they do in 1327? They said, if you sue us and try to get rid of our illegal and obviously unconstitutional gun law, and you don't win, we get all the attorney's fees. Mm. Did you see that? No, I didn't. That's one of the ones I'm fighting, too. It's, a, it's in 1327. They go, if you win, let's say you bring six charges. You win five. But you, that six claim, whatever you settle, you don't win. We can we can sue you for the entirety uh, of the cost for the state to defend the suit. And I also want to find out what you think about eighty percent low receivers too. You know what's what's going on with that. You know where do we stand with that, Keith? buddy? And we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Eighty <laughs> percent low receivers. We're talking about the ghost gunner. We're talking about suing the man. We're talking about fighting. Who's fighting and who's talking about it? There are some people that are talking about it. There are some people that are doing something about it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, we got Cody Wilson in the studio, and we're talking about everything today. We're breaking everything down. So Thomas Harrison says the Four Box Diner podcast spoke about this. He, he addressed a judge in Mississippi about not being a historian and believed that the judge is not a historian and funny because of case law. So what do you think about that, Cody? Yeah, that's Judge Carlton Reeves, Mississippi, Obama appointee. And he's one of these guys trying to act up in the wake of Bruin, just like my judge, Judge Wu, was uh, doing in California. So what, is, what does Judge Carlton Reeves say? He says, huh, hmm, Bruin tells me I have to analyze this regulation in light of 1791. Well, I'm not a white, wealthy plantation owner from 1791, so I don't know how they think. Mm. All right, this is a very inflammatory opinion. And, of course, it's uh, written in this obvious kind of cynicism. And then he goes, he plays the card that all these liberals love to play. Uh, by the way, he's a black man. Is and he really? He highlights that in the in the opinion. But uh, he plays this card where he's like, well, you know what? I'm not a trained historian. And as good as the Supreme Court is, you know, they're not trained historians either. So why don't why doesn't the court appoint a historian? We can figure that out. Well, we know how that would go. He'd appoint some kind of non-standard model, super lib from, you know, Yale graduate who who determines that the second amendment was actually about slavery and everything. You know, and then, again, it's just these games that they want to play to not read Bruin, to say what it says. Bruin is very simple. Threshold question. Does the text amendment the text of the Second Amendment cover the question at issue? Sorry, the behavior at issue, the regulation issue. If it does, and if the regulation affects keeping and bearing arms, then you perform a text and history analysis. Okay, is that regulation in any way analogous to regulations from 1791 up to you know 1838, 1843, 1849, <laughs> um, or the Fourteenth Amendment? You know, right after the Civil War. Okay, if it's not you're probably going to lose. Like, this is a very basic test, you know? And he's making it like, well, actually, now we need expert uh, historians appointed. And so it's it's this rule by experts that progressives love to do. They love to take it out of questions that the lawyers and, and even he as the court can perform and just give it to the experts. Um, I, I don't think this will last long. And, if, of course, if it's brought up to the Fifth Circuit, they'll, they'll swat him down pretty quick. And just so you know, uh, Reeves is a federal judge uh, from the Southern District of Mississippi who was appointed by uh, former President Barack Obama. Uh, the case before him is a challenge to the federal ban on felons possessing firearms. Uh, all this is very important because I look at, you know, man, I look at who we're voting for right now, who we're putting in office and who's supporting certain people. You know, what 
type of people are uh, supporting the Democrats or supporting the Republicans. And so, you know, I I look at it, you know, I open my eyes and I sit back and I said, okay, you know, there's some people that are sitting back and saying, you know what, it's okay for you to kill your kid, you know, you know, abort them and stuff like that. You're actually killing, you know, a large group of people. You know, you're wiping out an entire population by trying to convince people to, you know, to kill their kids, you know, then who would do that? Um, and then also, then you go back and say, hey, let's go, let's go back, let's disarm them, you know, <laughs> now, we're going to disarm you, uh, and, and, and you know what, we're going to do universal background checks, so that way, because we're going to put you in the legal system, because, you know, we all know that you know, law enforcement, you know, the judicial system, all that stuff, you know, is stacked against a certain group of people, you know, don't, don't ask me, just look at the stats, and so, we're going to put these people in the system. Once they're in the system, we got them as a felon in the system. Then we're going to turn around. We're going to pass universal background checks. You pass universal background checks, then that means you can't own a gun. We're going to disarm you. Insane. Uh, they want a complete integrated total state. I, I don't see why they think they can get it. And I, at this point, I still register behavior like Judge Reeves and Judge Wu as just protest behavior. I just don't know. It's I, just, I, I honestly you know, don't know. You know. Being that this is a black judge, and don't don't call me. <laughs> don't email me. Um, you, I get it. You know, you hate what I'm saying. I, I totally get it. But I just don't see why the black population would support, you know, certain people in the Democratic Party knowing that they're pushing abortion, trying to, you know, kill. There's a there's a, a, a report, a news story that was run in New York where, where more babies were aborted in New York City than born a particular time frame. That is that is sad. More babies were aborted than born that were black. That means you're killing the black population in New York and then trying to disarm you on top of that so you can't defend yourself. I don't get that. And you know, Kanye's bringing a lot of light to that. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger, who is a eugenicist, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Give me a call. Come and talk it. You know, Mike, uh, still, it's like, uh, and, and Coulter talks about this. You know, the, the black population in New York would would sit along and, and nod along with everything you're saying here. Yep, they're, they're killing more of us than are being born. Yep, we don't like abortion. Yep, we don't like gay marriage. Yep, we don't. A lot of social issues, even economic issues, but probably the majority or the plurality of the black population in this country agrees with, let's say, conservatives or Republicans on. Yet, they are not going to vote for conservatives or Republicans when it's election time. And I would say the same thing with Mr. Reeves here. Perhaps personally, he has favorable Mississippi-mediated views, even on questions like gun ownership. But he's clearly a party man, and he wouldn't be put in that position by Barack Obama unless he was a party man. And I'll tell you, the reason I like the conservatives, the Republicans, I, because they're straightforward. Republicans will tell you when they don't like something. Like, Look, son, I just don't like that. That's just not what we do down here, <laughs> okay? We just don't like it, okay? And, you know, man, you know, shouldn't sleep with another man, you know, and all that good kind of stuff. And I, I'm fine with all that, you know, uh, because they're straightforward about it. Then you have, you know, you look at uh, President Obama. He was like, no. Remember he had that stance? It was a really soft stance on, yeah. you know, gay marriage. Yeah. He did not support gay marriage, you know, at all. And then he evolved. And Yes. <laughs> and I was like, no, you know, because you know, he was forced to, you know. Do you remember? Get, well, August of We're going to move with the time. Yeah. Like, actually, you know, I've evolved. <laughs> well, I tell you, you guys are getting. I'm telling you, it's like the okie doke. You know, people open up your eyes. You know, pay attention to what's going on. We have that short term memory, though. I get it. I understand. 
I digress. Yeah, Let's... now even John Fetterman is saying, I celebrate the demise <laughs> of Roe v. Wade. <laughs> Whoa! What is happening here? Classic. No one pays. No one pays attention. You know, it's like, and they're saying that guy's gonna win. How, you know what I mean? How is that even possible? They're like, you know, in, in uh, Philadelphia. They're stupid. That's why in Philadelphia they're like, pull some of the ballots back out. It can't. You know, we can't make it look that bad. Uh, dude, you want to talk about eighty percent receivers? Let's or, talk. Uh, eight, let's, go, let's, <laughs> let's change gears. And talk about eighty percent because I'm telling you right now, we're gonna have like something's gonna happen as we're driving out of the parking. So eighty percent. <laughs> 80% low receiver. <laughs> All right. So what's going on with those? You know, can I keep my 80%, you know, can I buy 80% low receiver right now? Am I going to have to, you know, if I buy one, can I put it in my my ghost gunner? Can I make it 100%? Do I have to serialize it? What's going on? Yeah. 80% receivers are still, uh, all the popular ones still uh, available online, still legal to purchase, legal to own, legal to finish. Some state exceptions apply. Delaware just tried to make them illegal. But we got Rigby, FPC came in there, Rigby, and that judge found under Bruin there was a right to build a gun. Well, who'd have thought? You know? So sometimes in some places it's going right. But by and large right now, federally, yes, you can buy an 80% receiver. Statewise, well, check your laws. Uh, but the problem is that Joe Biden has tried to pass a rule banning kits, banning receiver kits, banning kits that have fixtures, and really trying to confuse and chill the industry to where like even companies like Polymer 80 or 80% Arms here in Texas can't sell you the, the 80% receiver and the tooling at the same time or can't sell you an 80% receiver on a slide or something else to help complete your gun. So you kind of have to go mix and match. You got to go to one business to get one thing, one business to another. Famously, well, not, not so famously yet, Polymer 80's just decided, well, we'll keep selling Polymer 80 receivers and then uh, Davidson's will sell Polymer 80 fixtures and that'll figure it all out. So yeah. the industry's trying to settle into some position like that. But uh, let's see, uh, Tactical Machining, FPC, 80% Arms, and now us, Defense Distributed, we're coming to this case with Judge O'Connor in Fort Worth called Vanderstock. And in that case, Judge O'Connor has already found preliminarily um, that Joe Biden's 80% or ghost gun rule is unconstitutional, facially unconstitutional. He says, great, great quote here. He says, Congress didn't make things that are not receivers to be receivers. <laughs> By definition, if it's not a receiver yet, it's not covered under the law and you can't make it a receiver. So this guy's got it. He's 100% got it. And I think he's going to break the rule over his knee. And uh, pretty soon nationwide, you'll you'll have your 80% receiver kits back right. and forth. All right. So Thomas says, uh, till the mid-1920s, blacks voted for the GOP. Not sure why the change, but it has not been for the better. Well, you know, it was because, uh, what was that president? Was it Lyndon B. Johnson that said, you know, what am I have them Negroes <laughs> voted Democrat for the next 100 years? I'm just going to make them think I'm doing something for them. Don't call me. Don't email me. I said it. He did say that. <laughs> but let's let's face it. After the Whig Party, the Republican Party of America was the military of radical abolition and military occupation governments in the South. It makes sense to not vote for Republicans after a certain uh, year or two after the Civil War. Uh, if you're if you're of a certain ideological persuasion. <laughs> so I'm simply saying you can't you can't just use the names. Right. right. Obviously, the parties will switch their meanings and, and their issues a few times over right. here and there, you know. Uh, a 1920s Republican in New York has nothing in common with a 2020 Republican in New York. Mm. You see, I took the I took the race question out of it. Though. You did, you did, you did great. <laughs> you did great. You a lot better than me. You know, I I, I get sucked in. I just can't <laughs> can't help myself. <laughs> just get sucked right on into it. Um, that's not the N word that LBJ said. You're right. <laughs> I can't say what he said because I get canceled. Okay. Oh, uh, that's funny. 
All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's 80% low receivers. All right. So. No, look, that's a big deal, man. It is. Like breaking that rule, because that's all Joe could do. This messy, confused rule over the last two years, which didn't end up doing anything. Mm. And we've even seen Brady and Giffords reverse their positions on it. Mm. They were brought out to the Rose Garden and like, yay, steel clapping, you know, like in April or whatever. And now they're all in the press and with Bloomberg and New York Times being like, well, we didn't know it was actually POS. Like, we didn't know it actually didn't do anything. Right now they're all saying, well, we wouldn't have supported if we knew if we knew they wouldn't actually like go break everybody's skulls in mm. for selling 80. <laughs> this is a long story, but check it out. Now they've got all they've all got buyer's remorse because no one can define what a gun is under the federal rules anymore. No one can define what a receiver is. It's a nightmare. And and thankfully, the Republican judges are there to, to sort it all out and return it uh, back to what it was. And ho- and hoping you know this stuff makes it to the Supreme Court. Um, and, and you know whose fault it is. You know whose fault. <sighs> Do you, you don't know God's fault? No, no, <laughs> Ruth. It's Ruth's fault oh, for dying. Yeah, she should have died straight up. You know, you want to say she was the best. She was awesome. Oh, Ruth Bader yeah. Ginsburg. Uh, she was awesome. No, she should have known when it was time to retire, and she did not. That's right. I've seen a good. It's her fault. Yeah, yeah, honestly. So if you're mad, if you're mad about abortion, you're mad about what's happened with guns, go blame Ruth because she should have known you're not supposed to die. <laughs> yeah, as a Democrat, you're not supposed to die while there's a Republican in office. I've seen a lot of feminists writing to that effect too. Hey, we have to admit, you know, she yeah, messed up. She messed up. She didn't let go. She didn't. She, she didn't listen. Man. She tried to hang on too long. Yeah. Obama tried to uh convince her, <laughs> hey, it's time to go step aside. Let me appoint someone yeah. now before it's too late. And she did not listen. It's her fault. Other aspects of her rewrite of her it. Of, rewrite the history book. You know, like the uh, the doctrine in Casey, Planned Parenthood v. Casey. That doctrine was bad anyway. It, it all this stuff was ripe to be overturned. It's it's good that it was overturned now, and hopefully, if there's a radical communist Congress in a few years, they'll just build in the Roe v. Wade protections like they wanted all along, and then we don't have to to fight about it. It shouldn't mm. be up to one weird Jewish lady from New York or wherever yeah. to like rewrite our, our nation's laws. Yeah, well, she should have stepped. She should have stepped aside. She should have retired and let someone else take the reins while there's a Democrat president in office, and then they wouldn't have these issues. Now she didn't do that. Now the ties is turned. You know, we're gonna. I think we're getting the, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment, because that's the thing that I focus on. I think we're we're gonna get where we're supposed to get out of this. I think it's we're gonna undo what has been done wrong for for decades. We come back from the break, gonna talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talking. Peace, this is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so uh, Thomas says, hey, any feelings about the McCutcheon versus U.S. about not being compensated for the bump stocks? Yeah, Thomas, okay. So McCutcheon versus the U.S., that's a case of a, I don't know if it's a gun store or they're um, a retailer, but they want to be compensated for the bump stocks they have actually had to turn in. And their case is actually in front of the Supreme Court right now, the U.S. Supreme Court. And so they're waiting to get a hearing and find out what's going on with that. And, I, and that case is going to be slightly different. They're just wanting to be compensated. They're not, it's not about you know, bump stocks or legal or, not, you know, or illegal or anything like that. They're just saying, hey, we lost them. The government made us turn them in. You know, we are owed some type of you know, retribution. So basically 
government came in, bent this guy over, and he's just asking for them to clean up the mess <laughs> off his back. Yes, exactly. Can you just wipe, please. So yeah, that that case, I, I think, I don't know if the Supreme Court is going to hear that case or not, if they're going to hold on to it and wait for our case to come forward. But I, I, I think there's a possibility both cases will be heard. I know our case is definitely going to be heard. Uh, I'm pretty sure. You know, I'm, I'm banking on it. <laughs> is there a takings claim in your case, Mike? No. So not at all. So their case may, it probably has a really important takings claim. Right. And that's worth doing. That's because any, anytime they ban everything else, okay, if it's established that it's a takings. So I think they may hold on to that, hear our case, and yeah. then theirs as well. Yeah. I think. Because well, I don't think they should hear this one first. I mean, I, did they even grant cert? Do you know if they granted cert? Mm, I don't know. So for those uh, listening and don't know what that is, what is the takings claim? Well, basically you want to establish, you know, the it's it's unconstitutional for the federal government to to take from you without compensating. That's establishing constitutional law. Can I do I know exactly where? I think there's a takings clause. I think there's some statutory stuff. So basically, too. they just need to pay you uh, if they take something of yours under the law. The important thing here for us in our industry is to establish when they do this because they do it every other year or whatever. Is that it is a takings when this happens, and we were debating doing that in California, for example, because they were going to make. Everybody who had a ghost gunner dispossessed themselves of it within ninety days or something. Well, that's a take. And just throw it away, basically. Yeah. Huh? yeah, you see what I'm saying? And if they if you if they're emboldened to do that, if you can't establish that it's a takings when they do that, well then they'll just keep doing that. So I, I know it's important at least for that reason. Right. Uh, and and ours is different because we're saying, hey, ATF can't create law. You know, and and we're also right. you know, arguing other 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 points as well. Oh man, what ATF did with the bump stocks, if you let if you let that go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean you're a real hero for that, man. Because they were just <laughs> They just made all that up. Right. You know? Uh, it's, it, it, it goes through so many different things. That means the federal government, you know, any agency within the federal government can just say what they want to, whatever they want to say and do whatever you want to do, and there's no retribution at all. It's Fifth Amendment. It's, I guess, related to due process. It's no, no, uh, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Right. That's in the Fifth Amendment. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So, man, we're going to travel around a little bit. All right. So, I want to go to... Uvalde. Wait, man, that's been like a complete crapshoot, what happened in Uvalde and how that played out. Yeah. What's the latest after they fired the, the chief of police? Well, um, nothing really as far as that. You know, it's just, just how it all played out. You know, one, the police didn't, you know, respond, didn't go in. Um, another thing is... The fact that they just didn't fire this guy, which is actually pretty strange to me. You know, they held on to him, you know, all during the summer. Yeah, they, they you know, school started again, and they just, you know, wouldn't let this guy go, knowing that he really messed up, you know, by not, you know, letting the officers go in and, and, and going after the shooter. Because I think we figured out back in, you know, when they did the shooting um, in the 90s that, okay, the Columbine shooting, hey, you know what? We're not going to wait anymore. Let's not wait. Let's go in. Let's. Let's take out the shooter and then start administering first aid. So he said, man, this guy, you know, everyone knew that. That's that's the plan. All the training that you have. And it turned out these yeah, these officers didn't have the – didn't really do the actual training. They kind of maybe yeah. signed off on it yeah. you know, and really didn't do it. That's right. They were uh, – I saw I saw some of that stuff on online. And then the weird partnerships that school had with that AI company to predict shootings and stuff, that didn't go anywhere. That didn't do anything. But, of course, it feeds the machine where people are thinking like, uh-oh. This is some kind of experiment. This is some kind of social thing. What's going on here? 
I'm not going to endorse that view on your radio show, Mike. I respect you too much. Yeah, what what I what I don't like is they they're using this to come after you know firearms now. They're saying, hey, um, you know, you you have the what the ATF what the the NICS is going to do starting in November, on November the 14th, I, I think it is. Uh, if you're under 21 and you're buying a firearm, which you can only buy a long gun anyway, uh, you're buying a firearm, you're actually going to be delayed automatically. Yeah. And there's a possibility you can be delayed up to 10 days. Wow. And they're going a step further now. They're not, they're not just saying, hey, we're going to delay you. They're also going to report you to the, you're going to be reported to the local law enforcement as well. And yeah, so just for you being delayed, and so that local law, law enforcement can look into that and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really weird how they're doing this, and they're they're going a little further than what the bill actually says. Ah, so you gotta Once on principle, on principle, you gotta stop them for that. So what they did yeah. was they put it all together. They said, okay, you know what we can do? There's that delayed denial that was actually passed in the bill earlier this year in June, and so we can take that portion of it where a person is delayed or denied. When they walk into a gun store, they fill out the 4473, transaction comes back, is delayed or denied, yeah. you're going to be reported to you know the FBI and also every law enforcement agency in the, in the country. The reason I'm saying every law enforcement agency in the country is because they're, they're putting that information in what they call the NCIS, the National Criminal Instant you know, Check System. I forget what it's called. The NCIS. And once they put that in that system, every law enforcement agency in the country has access to this. You're this saying NICS, right? Ah, I'm not saying Nick's. You're saying no, NCIS. In, it's a I'm different not saying, thing. Okay. Not not the. Oh, I did say that, didn't I? Well, I don't know. I'm, is it something different from Nick's? Yeah, it is different. Did I say NCIC? You said NCIS. Yeah, NCIS. Correct. National Criminal Intelligence Service. No, no, no. Because National Instinct UK thing. No, the National. No, Imi- no. <laughs> I can't say it now, but I know. But Nick's <laughs> is the the normal FBI database. Correct. Not the Nick's. Okay. Yeah. No, not the Nick's. But there's a there's a database system. NCIC. Uh, no, that no. That's the next. There's a database. <laughs> so many database. <laughs> that's the database system that they're they're putting that information in, and then every law enforcement agency in the country has access to it. And so now they're saying, hey, if you're you're 18, 19, 20 years old, we're gonna do the same thing. You walk to the gun store starting in November, I believe it's November the 14th. Yeah. Uh, you walk to the gun store, and if you're you're gonna be delayed automatically. Okay, so once you're delayed. That information is going to be put in that same system, yeah. and every law enforcement agency is going to have access to it. National Crime Information Center, NCIC. That's it. That's it. National Crime it's available to federal, state, and local law enforcement and other criminal justice agencies There's and is operational 24 hours a day, 365. There's an S in there somewhere. Dang, dude. Well, I think SAF is suing. I think I heard SAF is suing on this one and uh, some what they call enhanced checks that like states like maine passed. And I, i've contacted the general uh, general uh senator Cor- john corner's office uh in reference to this as well and they're just steering clear you know of this because they actually helped craft this bill dude he's yeah he's been such a friend hasn't he he's, uh, <laughs> he's... it's like look guys you know and like well we didn't know they were doing that yeah what do you think they're gonna do you give them the inch to take a mile wasn't that part of his compromise bill that he passed a few yes, months ago or whatever that's correct this guy this yeah, is he the went bill. over to the other side for that uh senate majority right to right. pass that gun control this is the bill this that's guy. right and so and everything's coming out now as you peel the layers back yeah. and then the and because you have the you know the biden administration in office <laughs> now so they're like hey atf's like you know what i bet you we can get away with this also and we can go a step further and push that envelope and just, you know, push, you know, blow some air in that balloon, just widen it a little bit. Well, all I can say is I hope there's some young plaintiffs who want to take it on. That's, that's, I think it's an easy win out here in Texas if FPC or SAF get involved, you know, bring that 
to the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans, they'll they'll blow a hole through that. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll see see what happens. But but yeah, so all that you know that's that's what's coming out of Uvalde, and I, I don't think the state, I don't think Texas is going to do anything. You know, to your, to your point about Uvalde, yeah, and to this, it's like whatever they were trying to sell with Uvalde, it didn't work. Remember Matthew McConaughey and the. The shoes in the White House mm-hmm. or whatever that was about. What the mm-hmm. heck was that? About? They were trying to sell don't something. Know. Don't know. I don't think they understood what, what they, were they were trying, trying to, do. to do. Yeah. 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 So again, this is like we should be thankful that millennials run the White House. I, you know. I think because the thing was, this kid waited until he was of age. So. Oh yeah, it's all he waited till yeah. he was of age. So yeah, Cornyn gives them their so priorities what, anyway. At yeah. what point do you do it? He's gonna wait. He wants to do something. He's dead on doing something. He's gonna wait and, until he gets what he can get to do what he wants to do. My buddy said at least the millennials run the CIA now, so it was like a really messy school shooting that nobody bought. There's no clear narrative just because everybody's lazy. Hmm. All right, we come back. We're going to talk about Ohio. We're going to talk about the court ruling that allows Ohio cities to make their own gun laws. Uh, in Texas, we have you know a diff- we have something different in Texas. You can't do that in Texas. We'll talk about that. Going to compare Ohio to Texas. We come back. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're we're going back and forth. We're talking about the Knicks. We're talking about the you know NICS and NCIC and all that good kind of stuff. Um, all right, so here's what we're talking about. All right, so the way this works is the Knicks is a computerized system designed to supply information to determine if a person is disqualified from possessing or receiving a firearm conducted by search um, of available records. Now, in addition to the state and law, the state law and the state firearm pro- prohibitions that very greatly across the nation. There are 10 federal firearm prohibitions that's listed in the Gun Control Act. All right, so it's that list that's on the 4473. You go down there, you answer those questions, and that's what they're talking about. Uh, when an FFL initiates a NICS NCIS transaction, uh, which is the computerized system, you know, putting that information in the system, a name check is conducted to search three national databases for possible matches. These databases are the National Crime Information Center. And so what's happening is, when we do this check in the gun store and you're delayed or denied, your information has been put in that system, the National Crime Information Center, uh, which contains information of wanted persons, protection orders, other persons identified as relevant, relevant to the NICS searches, and the Interstate Identification Index, which accesses criminal history records and the NICS. In the, it just Man, it's just, it's just crazy. That's a lot of databases. <laughs> do you, hey, do you do you, you guys ever use anything other than Nix? No. Why? You think we should use something else? I don't know. I don't know. I, what I've seen is a bunch of private databases and law enforcement databases begin to rival the, that system, and that could be one way from fighting the nationally mandated system by using our own kind of more prestigious. But you'd have to get the you'd have to get the law repealed. So you have to use Nix every time, Michael. Absolutely. You can't use anything yeah. else. No, you yeah. can't. But you can't get the law repealed until there's a replacement anyway. So I was just saying, like, uh, there there are some people that are pushing. There's a a system where, um, like, if you, 
I think some people want to push the system where you walk into a gun store. Let's say you want to go to the gun range. You want to go shoot. Um, maybe it's an indoor range, outdoor range. Maybe you're taking a class and they can actually search your, search, search your social media. Whoa. What do you think about that? Uh, look, to see day, if maybe if you're suicidal. The day that we're living in, you know, it makes sense. It's going to happen even if I agree with it. I think it's, or you don't think it's too far? That's all just information that's owned by these companies, right? <clears throat> Not our information. We don't own. Not necessarily. Our not media not whether or not you can purchase the gun, but just whether or not they should allow you to shoot at their facility because to check and see if maybe if you posted something that's suicidal. Well, private business business should have you know the choices that they're afforded, right? Right. We use a system out of Idaho. I won't say the name. Right. That it aggregates a lot of factors. You know, it doesn't include social media, but it'll give you. It'll condense it all to a score. You know what I mean? Which indicates right. fraud or not. So I could see eventually there'll just be sentiment analysis based on people's social media and so stuff. So it's kind of like a, like a China. It's just going to happen. It's a private product, you know. And so at some point, yeah, if you if you don't have that system, I mean, clearly, clearly it matters, and there's marketing reasons for why it will probably exist. All right. That's depressing to say, but yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, can we uh, want to go to Austin, Texas? There's a story there in Austin. Yeah, let's go all the way to Austin. <laughs> all the way to Austin. We're going to travel it's a good little distance. We've got to get on the train, take a plane, <laughs> you know, ask for a meal to travel there. Uh, the Austin Police Department on Friday released a body cam video of a 911 audio from an officer involved shooting that took place in the uh, in northern part of the city there. During the October 23rd incident, APD said uh, this young man opened fire on responding officers. They were in; they went inside the restaurant, the patio area there, uh, and they were hiding. And so in this story here, they actually have, uh, we can look at and listen to the body cam video uh, from the Austin police officers that were responding to that, that incident. Uh, Williams was charged with attempted capital murder, a first-degree felony, and deadly conduct, and third-degree felony. As per the department's policy, video of the officer involved shooting was released within 10 business days of the incident, and the materials released on YouTube include footage from three officers' body cams and the restaurant camera. Audio of 911 calls related to the incident was also released. Uh, and APD said the night of October 23rd, Williams, who was armed with a gun, first appeared at an apartment complex in the 8900 block of North Lamar Boulevard, where he walked to a ward... Uh, Toward, who walked toward a man with his gun pulled out. And so when officers arrived at the complex, they weren't able to find Williams. And the 911 caller said Williams was last seen going northbound, you know, up the road there. And Austin's been getting kind of crazy. Uh, I think it, it, and the reason I want to I play this, this video and this story to just show you how things are getting crazy in our, some of our major cities and the lack of, um, lack of police, the lack of police funding, and lack of police oversight, uh, holding police accountable, and, and increasing law enforcement, and not having some type of civilian oversight, and how this you know things are just getting out of hand. You know when we went through 2020, and we said you know we need to do something. You know we're not holding police accountable. So then we did the exact opposite and went totally the other direction to where we're doing nothing. And we're you know we said we know it. We're we're just gonna we're not gonna fund law enforcement. We're not going to you know, um, increase law enforcement. You went, we went the exact opposite, and we got to find this happy medium where we can increase law enforcement and also have, the, you know, we actually hold them accountable. Well, if I remember the numbers correctly, uh, 2019, before the protests, APD's budget was about $250 million. 
Then after all the protests, they cut it by a hundred million. It went down to about one hundred and fifty million. But now they have a budget of something like four hundred and forty million, don't they? Wonder how they pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not budget cuts. That's nearly doubling the budget to its pre. Uh, but okay, so here, here's what you have though. So you know, in, in I know in Austin, you call nine one one. Police officers show up. I think the problem is too many officers show up, and you know, for a particular oh, yeah, call, you get like eight cops, right? Show up. When it doesn't call for eight, and or even like a, you know, a wreck on the side of the road, correct? Five cop cars, right? So you, I don't, I don't see why they don't go to like two man teams in a vehicle, two police officers in a vehicle, like it used to be, right? right? You respond to a scene, those officers show up, and they should be able to handle, you know, two officers should be able to handle the majority of issues that they respond to when it would call for service. Uh, it doesn't call for eight officers or six or five officers to show up. So that one vehicle with two officers in the vehicle, I, I think it would cut down on the resources that we're we're spending on these on these different calls. Wow, you need to get elected to city council and no, mayor. No, they, they don't. Maybe want to constable. Listen. How about that? It, constable Cargill. <laughs> hey, it almost happened. <laughs> almost. All right, the take constable a, take never a, was. Take a listen and a look. If you're looking on YouTube, it's it. Yeah, and well. Right, so this playing that video of the shooting the shootout. Yeah, so if you're like on, yeah, if you're on, on Facebook, you're actually you're seeing the video. Um body cam footage the of the body cam footage officers. of the Austin Police Department, yeah. And so this is a uh, it just just it just shows how things can go really crazy, how things start off really calm, they just go out of hand, get kind of crazy because we're just not we don't have enough law enforcement officers on the road there. If, if you see the whole purpose of like security, let's take security officers. The whole reason why companies, private companies will hire security officers is because just, just that show of that security officer in a uniform carrying a gun that deters crime. And if you're not seeing police officers on the road, you're not seeing those police officers, you know, driving around, that's not going to, it's not going to deter anything. So just like driving on the, on the interstate right now, you can go from one end of Austin to one, you know, from north to south, and you'll see people going like, you know, 80 miles an hour on I-35 because there's no police officers on the road. And they know, not, they know they're not there pulling, you know, doing radar or whatever it is. And so it, it gets to be where it's out of control. And Michael, I see this police officer with an AR-15. Uh, does that gun go bang or does it go brr? <laughs> Is that a fully automatic or a semi-automatic weapon? That one, I couldn't tell. Law I, enforcement, which do they have? They're afforded fully automatic weapons, right? Yeah. It, I, they should have, it should be semi-automatic and fully auto. I think it's, it's for fun. I like doing it for fun. But they have that capability on their guns, right? Don't know. I don't, I don't uh, know what the Austin Police Department has. The majority, the, the majority of the ones that I know that I see are semi-automatic. They are? Yeah. So I'm not sure what they what they're issued or what they're allowed to purchase and all that kind of stuff. It seems the last time I paid attention, they were still complaining about under understaffing. Is that still a thing, even though the budget's so high? Right. Is it less people that want to sign up for cadet school or that less people want to sign up for cadet school, and also you have a lot of people that are retiring. And you probably see and the um, cadet classes that, like someone said, the cadet classes have been delayed to the point where we are so far behind in getting new law enforcement. And I'm sure there's less uh, positive sentiment about the police and people don't want to become police officers when they think that, you know, it's just a vilified uh, 
position to be in, right? Yeah. I wonder if we the can, bad guy now. I wonder if we can find the one where the officers yeah. actually went inside the uh, the restaurant there and the guy actually started shooting. You're APD, don't you make like 75K or something? Oh, they make, they make, they make good money. I think it's like where you start at, yeah. yeah oh, they, wow. Yeah, they make good money. That's like... The pay bad. is good. Uh-huh. You just have to be a, another arm of the state yourself, don't you? Give up your soul, nobody did. Well, I mean, well, you you have that 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 situation where the guy was arrested like twenty times in Austin, um, and then there was a like a two three week time span he time span there he was arrested so many times, um, and he's not being prosecuted by the district attorney. So that's another thing that's going on. So they're arresting people that are clearly you know problem people that are committing serious crimes, and your district attorney not prosecuting them because district attorney says, you know what, this guy is not fit to stand trial. All right. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. Let's go to Ohio there. All right, so the court ruling in Ohio rules that that state can return to creating gun safety ordinances, so they call it, or gun laws, gun restrictions, more than, uh, and they haven't been able to do this for more than three years now. So basically what Ohio can do is they can actually, their city, their counties can create their own law. So, and in Texas, we have a preemptive law, so that can't happen in Texas. So basically what the Texas state legislature says is, you know, the law of the land when it comes to firearms. So no city, like Austin tried to ban AR-15s in the city limits of Austin, and they figured out they couldn't do that. They can be sued. It was a lapse in judgment. <laughs> they can be sued by doing that. And so, uh, <laughs> but Ohio, you know, uh, the Ohio cities can now return to creating gun safety ordinances more than three years after the city of Columbus filed a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of a bill passed by the General Assembly back in 2018. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost said Friday that the state will appeal a Franklin County judge's ruling that temporarily, temporarily blocked part of the state law that stops cities from creating local gun restrictions. So I'm glad that I live in, in Texas, Lone Star State. It's like it really is the... The, we're the last ones, it seems like. You know, Florida's Long falling by the... star state. Yeah, because Florida's falling by the wayside, you know, the different little things. Uh, like what? Uh, Red flag laws? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, after and, Parkland, they just kind of... They lost it that gave year. gave in, you yeah. know, like... So, and I'm curious on what's going to happen this election on Tuesday. You know, you know, you think Beto's got a chance on Tuesday? Man, I haven't even, even checked the polls on Beto for like four <laughs> months. I... No one's telling me different. I think five, within five points is closest he got, right? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think that's a lie. Yeah, even that was, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah, it's like he's a loser, yeah, man. Yeah. I think Stacey Abrams will have a tighter race than, than he's going to have. Right, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it's going to be close. It, I, it'll be 60-40. Dang. I think, you know, maybe. Probably. I think, yeah, I think so. Like 57, you, you know, you know, 58. Judging by even, like, I'm in Whole Foods. I see these women, like, wearing Beto shirts, and I'm like, that's you, all, you don't mean that. That's Austin. That's only Austin. And but Austin I'm, is not Texas. I'm just saying, like, even even when I see 
them wearing this stuff. He, they're not really repping him. Nobody, nobody cares. No one's talking about Beto. It's like his yard signs. Yeah, it's a yard. It's a flex to to say I don't like Greg Abbott. That's all it is. Mm. You know, that's how it works out here anyway. You th- and you think uh, Stacy and Georgia has a chance? No. <laughs> you think it'll be close? Again, I haven't looked. I haven't really looked at the polling in her race in a while, but uh, yeah, it'll probably be close. But still, it seems somehow like she's she just doesn't have it. You know, she's got a history of losing too. Yeah. What about Herschel? Herschel may <laughs> he may pull it out though. See, Herschel needs to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> See. What Nietzsche says, he said, you can't be strong unless you need to be strong. <laughs> Herschel's right, r- running for his life. <laughs> He's got to pull it out. <laughs> oh, man. I hope he wins. Hey, he can run, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I gave money to those Georgia races last go-around. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Loeffler and, you know. Even, did you really? Yeah, man, because that was like Mitch McConnell was like technically in charge of the Senate for about two months there while we were waiting for the Georgia races to settle at right. the end of November. You remember that? Yeah. And I was like, man, we need a Republican Senate or, you know, my business is gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's important. So I was like, how much do you need, Kelly? Tell me how much you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's, another race there in Kentucky, a Kentucky judge who signed the no-knock warrant uh, that resulted in Breonna Taylor's death is now in also an election fight as she faces her first challenger since 2014 so and for those that don't know uh brianna taylor was a she was a she worked in nursing or ems or something like that and the police served the they got actually got a warrant and served this warrant on her you know in her apartment there and currently at that time she had a boyfriend a different boyfriend standing at her apartment they were looking for a previous boyfriend and so once the police actually went inside without announcing themselves, uh, that current boyfriend thought that someone's breaking into the house, fired shots at law enforcement, um, and he actually was no bill, you know, because the, the Castle Doctrine kicked in for him. They said, hey, you know, he thought someone was trying to break into his house. He, they didn't announce themselves because they were executing a no-knock warrant. He fired shots at them. He was justified in firing shots at him because he thought that was someone breaking into the house on the Castle Doctrine. He was justified. And then at the time, they said, hey, well, law enforcement is also justified in shooting and killing her. Because they had a warrant. Uh, well, now there's stuff coming back. Maybe the warrant was not a legal warrant. No way. Yeah, so we'll find out that. And now the judge that actually signed the warrant is now in a heated, very tight race there in Kentucky. So we're going to follow that race there to Kentucky's 30th Circuit Court, 5th Division, Judge Mary Shaw. She's the one that signed that warrant there uh, that was executed at Taylor's home. Well, um, I, have to, I have to plead ignorance on the facts there, but... You know, there's a history of bad warrants out here in Texas, too, obviously. Really? Act- activists showing them, you know, um, especially for drug houses. You know, these these cops, would, without doing surveillance, would get a judge to rubber stamp a warrant, you know, to go in there, even though they didn't really have CIs and stuff. So it, it is a big game. I don't know the facts there, but if that is a bad warrant, then, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're uh, putting the screws to the judge. Mm. And then also you hear about uh, Zachary Cruz. He's actually the brother of... Uh... Nicholas yeah. Cruz, yeah, Nicholas Cruz, yeah, um, and turned out that um, he went to stay with some so another family, and looks like they stole his inheritance. I was staying with him, man. I tell you, poor kid. Oh, man. He's like, man, I'm just trying to get away. I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to find peace. You re- I read that profile on him in like Vanity Fair or something recently. Did you see that? No, no. Nah. Nick Cruz's brother. No, because Nick say? Cruz is his only family left now. Right. You know, and it's like he has to he has to go between this tension of like hating his brother for what he did but also knowing like he's his only blood you know and wants to see him in prison and all this stuff mm. it's i mean it's a fascinating read 
Um, and you know they have different fathers and stuff. So I don't know, human interest. Yeah, yeah. Zach Cruz, twenty-two, was the only close family member he had left when Cruz went on a killing rampage at his former high school. It was Zach, then seventeen, who agonized uh, over whether he could have done something to prevent it. When Cruz was arrested, uh, it was Zach who went into the interrogation room to demand, you know, why did you do this? When Cruz started to sob, it was Zach who wrapped his older brother in his arms. Um, so, yeah. Man. I watched Poor his kid. sentencing. You saw Cruz's sentencing? No, I didn't see that either. I mean, I guess it was all kind of fait accompli, but, uh, you know, they didn't give him the death penalty. They gave him life in prison. Uh-huh. Fred Gutenberg's out there. You know, that activist dad, Fred Gutenberg's out there being like, oh, I was robbed from justice. You know? <laughs> and then, you know, in a real, like, uh, insult to the system, they were all, when they were giving their final statements, um, all these gun control activists, they were they were insulting Nick Cruz's defense attorneys, too. They were mm-hmm. like, you should be ashamed of yourselves. It's like, look, it's the system, man. They were appointed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it has to have them. It's the system, okay? And, like, they're like, oh, they have no humanity. We were robbed. You know, they all just acted like clowns and, and fools. And I'm sorry for their loss and everything, but you know, Cruz was put away on a, a billion life sentences, and, uh, and the gun control activists swore to control guns. You know? <laughs> I tell you, what, Brazil's having crazy, you know, crazy civil unrest there, and it's affecting travel going to and from Brazil. So if you're planning on going there, man, you might want to reconsider that. Uh, so I guess the uh, president hasn't conceded, or the incumbent hasn't, you know, accepted the election defeat. So, uh, he conceded defeat, I think, a couple finally days did. ago. What, a couple days ago? Just to preserve the, the s- peace. The state. Yeah. So, uh, man, I tell you, huh? if you're thinking about traveling to Brazil, you might want to think twice. Kind of crazy. I, I think I'm going to stay here. I'm not, I, I've done my traveling. I'm, I'm good. Well, let's see if these Democrats concede defeat <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> it, oh, man, it's going to be rough. Do you accept our fair and free election? No, it's... this question is a waste of time. I'm going to say it was stolen. <laughs> you know, we're going to go through 2020 all over again. You know, they, they're talking about January the 6th. Like, you know, like the one that one day, you know, there was some unrest protests, you know, that went kind of crazy. And they totally, totally forgot about the entire year of 2020. We're dealing with Antifa. We're de- dealing with all the riots and protests yeah. that happened that entire year. You know, and so they're stuck on this one day, January, on oh, January the 6th, they went through the Capitol, they did this. Oh. But I mean, we, we dealt with so much stuff in 2020. You know, I just, I just don't, yeah. it's that short term memory, you know, that people have once again. You know, it's just insane to me. NPCs, man. You know, what is it? Non player characters. <laughs> what is that? They're, they're NPCs. It's a meme. It's like <laughs> they're just programmed, you know, like they just say whatever the thing is, you know, like, I mean, well, we had two years of Russia stole the election, and now if you even question the idea that anyone can steal the election, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're some kind of maniac. You right. know? Like, what do you mean? That's the foundation of our democracy. What are you talking about? Man. Just like they were saying, hey, if you see a Republican, you know, you punch him in the face, you do this. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? How dare you condone <laughs> Maxine violence? Maxine Waters. <laughs> you know, yeah. Maxine's like, you go after them, and you you go wherever they Shut are. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, not oh, at all. Oh, man. Yeah, it's always that. I, mean, I know we don't get nowhere, like, Call them hypocrites or whatever, but how convenient. Election- Democracy is on the ballot. Election, not a, not a meme, yeah. <laughs> election day is upon us, so make sure you go saying? out and vote. Stand in line, <laughs> stay there all day and vote. Vote the Second Amendment. Vote because your life depends on it. Vote because if you do not vote, 
You know, you put the same people in office, we're going to have the same problems that we're having currently right now in some of our major cities around the country. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill.